we've really made God into a celestial vending machine in modern evangelicalism, where we put in our coins of Bible reading and prayer and we push the button to get what we want. And when we don't get what we want, we kick the machine. I cannot tell you how many times I've had conversations with people who've come to me and said, I'm mad at God. Now think about the effrontery of that. But you see, that's where we are in modern evangelicalism. And even in our churches, those kinds of expressions surface. And we need to help our kids get a hold of the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Today on the Songtime broadcast, we'll hear a great message from Dr. Ted Tripp as we begin our series, A Proverb a Day in May. And remember, Dr. Ted Tripp from Shepherding the Heart Ministries will be joining us right here on Cape Cod coming up Saturday. May 14th for a special Definitions Conference. But first, we'll talk about the book of Proverbs as we're joined by my good friend Lydia Brownback and the many voices come together for that one message. I'm your host, Adam Miller. You're listening to Songtime Radio. In just a few weeks, we're going to be hosting our first conference in a number of years, and we're very excited to have as our special guest Dr. Ted Tripp, along with his wife Margie, and Dr. James Manganello, who is a Christian psychiatrist, talking about mental health issues. And of course, uh, Dr. Ted Tripp and Margie Tripp are going to be talking about their ministry, Shepherding a Child's Heart. We really believe that this is a crucial message for today's time and place, as there are so many challenges. Uh, facing us as a community, especially in reaching the next generation. Uh, This is really for parents, it's for grandparents, it's for youth leaders and teachers in the school system, whether it's Christian school, public school, or homeschooling, all together, and anyone who is concerned about reaching the next generation for Christ. You do need to pre-register so that you can get a free lunch along with uh, some free child care. Uh, We need to know how many kids are coming as well as how many meals to prepare. So let us know. Give us a call. 508-362-7070 or head over to our website at songtime.com. The Train Up a Child conference is coming up on Saturday, May 14th. And it happens to be the month of May, which you know what that means. That's right, another part, uh, another time for us to focus in on our series, A Proverb A Day in May. We do this over the course of uh, the month of May every single year to encourage you to get into the wisdom literature. I think it's absolutely fitting for this whole series of Training Up a Child, obviously from uh, uh, Proverbs 22.6. But in this series, we want to encourage you to look at your calendar to see what day it is, and then to look at the book of Proverbs and to read that corresponding proverb for the day. Uh, For starting, read chapter one and chapter two. They go together beautifully. And to help us discuss this very subject, I'm really excited to be joined once again by a a good friend of the ministry here, Lydia Brownback. We had her on the broadcast last year, actually, to talk about the book of Psalms. She's written a lot on the subject of worship. She is steeped in wisdom literature. She's also written two books on the subject of Proverbs. She joins us today to talk about a proverb a day in May. Lydia, thank you so much for being a part of the many voices for that one message. Great to be back here with you, Adam. Why don't you get us started by telling us a little bit about yourself and what has drawn you to the book of Proverbs in particular? Uh, This seems to be a very uh, particular book of, of meaning to you. It really is. I've never really um, thought about that question in particular, but as you ask it, I have to say, I think I've always been drawn to where wisdom can be found. And obviously we know the Lord is the epitome of wisdom. And so what what better place to go than his word? 
And we have this particular book of the Bible that God graciously gives us to impart his wisdom to us. And it's just, that's what's drawn me to it. Hmm. So when we think about what wisdom is, biblical wisdom, and how the epitome of wisdom is Christ himself, uh, how can we go wrong reading a proverb a day, a chapter of Proverbs a day uh, for the rest of our lives? Hmm. So yes, I get very excited about this book. Now, Proverbs, as I mentioned already, that it's not really a book where you've written, where too many study guides are written for. It's, I mean, for the vast majority of Proverbs, it's almost impossible to catalog because it is it is just pulling um, ideas out of, uh, and back and forth. There's a whole, pa- there's, uh, apart from the first several chapters, there's not much pattern to the book of Proverbs. So, how do you even go about breaking it down in order to study it in that perspective? You know, I think recognizing that it was put together as one unified book at some point. So you have you have the first several chapters, the first nine chapters, which are basically a long introduction of a father teaching his son the path of wisdom. And he does it in these poems in the first nine chapters. And then that leads into chapters 10 to the end, to the 31, where we have the sayings that sort of make up um, the, the little sayings that are that were not meant to take as promises. They are meant to be considered as as observations about how the God designed the world to work. So it, the the first half, the first nine chapters are a setup of of poetic wisdom, calling children to listen, and then the next ones kind of spell out concrete application of how wisdom plays out in our lives if we if we choose it. It's a rather unique book in the fact that uh, we have a lot of narrative books that tell a story from start to finish. You have uh, the letters in the New Testament that tell us a little bit about instruction. It's a long form of developing arguments. Uh, you have the books of prophecy that cast visions and, and all these, and even the Psalms, which have each Psalm is is a song in and of itself. But Proverbs is is a collection, as you mentioned. It's It's a little bit different. It's very unique in how it's framed. It is, and it's one of those books that's uh, one of the few books that's uh, maybe best studied topically. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- you think there are there are overarching themes that come up again and again. Um, there's sexual morality or immorality, and there's the tongue, and there's uh, stewardship of our time and talents and money. Um, so you have these four main characters. You have the fool. You have the wise person. You have the scoffer, who's basically someone who's scornful of God and his ways. And you have the simple, and that and that's not meaning someone uncomplicated. That means somebody who isn't quite in the category of fool, but is it, sort of going along in a, in a complacent kind of way and, and dabbling in life, maybe dabbling in the things of the Lord and really not uh, cultivating wisdom in any conceivable way. So it, all, most of the applications work out with one of these characters sort of showing how, how life works if you are in if you live like one of those characters we've been talking with lydia brownback who's written two books on the subject of proverbs one is a study guide a 12-week guide from knowing the bible and the other one is a book called a woman's wisdom how the book of proverbs speaks 
to everything. You can find out more information about Lydia Brownback and her books by giving us a call, 508-362-7070. Right now, we're going to head over to a great message from Dr. Ted Tripp. Ted is the founder of Shepherding the Child's Heart, as also the book that he's written. He's coming to Cape Cod on Saturday, May 14th for a special conference on strategizing on how we can reach the next generation for Christ. I've been billing this as a a conference for parents and for grandparents, for teachers, as well as uh, youth workers in their local church. But quite honestly, I think this is something that affects every single one of us. This is a conference for you, as we ought to have in mind how we are passing on our faith to those who come behind us. In this message, we're going to be going to the book of Proverbs, and uh, Dr. Ted Tripp takes us to the first chapter in the introduction to this great book to show us how this is actually designed to train up a child in the way he should go. Here is Ted Tripp. I want to look at three things with you just in a few minutes from Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, there are three foundations really for teenagers in this chapter. And I want to just look at these with you, each with you briefly and then make some, uh, some uh, application in terms of the importance of communication with our kids. The first is the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. The first foundational thing that we need to lay before teenagers, we need to help teenagers get a hold of, is the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now, as you know, and it was illustrated by the comments that Tom has just made and the things that he was reading to us, we live in very perilous times in modern evangelicalism because modern evangelicalism has reduced God and we've, we've emphasized so much the, 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 you know, God's imminence. God is with us. He's our friend. He's our companion. Uh, he's the one that makes us feel good. That's uh, one of my objections to so many of the contemporary uh, choruses is that they're focused on how neat it is for me because I know God. And it certainly is wonderful for us to know God. But the, the, the focus of worship is not how good I feel. It's the being and existence and glory and goodness of God uh, who is our object of worship. And the question of worship is not what will please me and make me feel good, but what does God want from people who come to worship Him? And, and we need to help our children get a hold of this whole issue of the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Children desperately need to know the fear of the Lord. We've emphasized the imminence of God in modern evangelicalism, but we've lost sight of the transcendence of God, that this God is a holy God, He's a sovereign God, He's a powerful God, He's a glorious God, He's a God who is a severe God, He's a God who will not trifle with wickedness and who will not wink at iniquity, He is a glorious, glorious God. But we've, we've really made God into a celestial vending machine in modern evangelicalism, where we put in our coins of Bible reading and prayer and we push the button to get what we want. And when we don't get what we want, we kick the machine. I cannot tell you how many times I've had conversations with people who've come to me and said, I'm mad at God. Now think about the effrontery of that. The thing formed says to the one who formed it, he has no hands. The, the, The pot mocks the potter. How on earth can we, in our trapped in our finitude, have the effrontery to give God a report card and decide God has not done well in His task of running the world and ordering providence for us. But you see, that's where we are in modern evangelicalism. And even in our churches, those kinds of, of, of uh, expressions surface. 
And we need to help our kids get a hold of the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Step one in wisdom's pathway is the fear of the Lord. And we need to be holding out for our kids a glorious God. And, and continually holding out for, for our young people in our churches the, the attributes of God. Just again and again, helping our kids to see the wonder and glory of the character and being of God. So that they are, they're overwhelmed with His glory. This marvelous God that has made them in all things for His glory. We need to hold that out for our children. And help our children to see the glory, the glory of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This God is an awesome, glorious God before whom wise men tremble because wisdom begins with the fear of God. I'll just give you a suggestion You know, about Bible reading. One of the things we encourage our families with, read the narratives when the children are little. The Bible is full of narratives and these wonderful stories will carry the kids' attention and there are narratives in the Old Testament the New Testament uh, that are marvelous to read to children. When our children were in that middle age, that uh, period, that uh, debating period where everything is worth arguing over, we, uh, we read the, the epistles because the epistles are finely reasoned arguments that are really uh, uh, interpret for us the life of Christ in the whole, whole Testament. But when our kids were teens, we read the prophets with them. Now, the prophets are one third of your Bible. What's the message of the prophets? It's judgment, isn't it? It's the severity of God. It's a God who is of pure eyes and to behold iniquity. It's a God who will not, who will not tolerate iniquity, iniquity, who will not wink at sin. A God who is willing to even cast His covenant people out of the land of promise and preserve only a remnant. Because He will not wink at sin. And, and many nights... You know, we would sit around the table at the end of our reading after family worship, having read these scenes of judgment from the prophets, really in a hush before this God. I remember one night, one of our kids said, you know, Dad, instead of having bumper stickers that say, smile, God loves you, we ought to have bumper stickers that say, tremble, God is a consuming fire. I said, you're right. Because you cannot understand anything about God without understanding the wrath of a holy God on sin. You certainly cannot understand the cross without understanding the wrath of a holy God on sin. You know, why does Christ hang between heaven and earth crying out, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Because sin is such a repugnant thing before a holy God that a holy God cannot righteously just say your sins don't matter. They had to be paid for and the, the atonement, as we know, cannot be understood apart from understanding the wrath of God. And we need to help our children to get a hold of the fact that this God is a glorious God. One of the things we've talked about with our young people and our children in our church, and I've periodically preached series of messages just to the young people. But uh, one of the things that we've talked about is the fact that these things are true. The reality in which you live is that this God exists he doesn't become God when you believe in Him. It's the reality in which you live. This God is God. You're going to stand before Him one-on-one. -on -one. You're going to give an account for everything you've said and every idle word. You're going to stand before this God. He's a glorious God. He must be feared. And we need to continually hold out for our kids the fear of the Lord. That's foundational to all of life, isn't it? The fear of the Lord. 
Today's proverb of the day comes from chapter two. If you want to hear something from chapter one, you'll have to go back and read it and share it with us. Use the hashtag a proverb a day in May. That way we can all share it together and those that are participating can be a part of the conversation, a part of the discussion, and you can inspire others to get into this book of great wisdom. But today's proverb comes from chapter two and it starts off in chapter Uh, verse 1, saying that he's writing to his son to receive wisdom, because it says in verses 4 and 5, if you seek it like silver and search for it as a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. We see this constantly throughout the scriptures, from Genesis to Revelation, this idea of seeking the Lord, making him the treasure of our heart. Jesus talks about this specifically in the Sermon on the Mount when he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these other things will be taken care of. All of these other things will be added to you. What do we do as parents? What do we do as grandparents? What what do we do as adults to children? We teach them to chase after the things that we wish we had more of in our life. That is an absolute truth. We teach the next generation to chase after the things that we wish we had more of. What are the treasures of your heart? What are the things that you're seeking? Do you want more of Christ? Do you truly seek him as though he is silver or a hidden treasure? And are we teaching those who come behind us how to value things appropriately? What are the things that your children would say that matter to you most? I hope that it's church. I hope that it's the Bible. I hope that it's God, it's kingdom, and and the word of God. We need to make that a higher priority in our own lives so that those who come behind us will find us faithful. All of this to say that we want to encourage you to come out to our special conference, another Definitions Conference, coming up on Saturday, May 14th, as we hear from Dr. Ted Tripp, who we heard from the broadcast today, along with his wife, Margie Tripp, and a, a Christian psychiatrist, Dr. James Manganello. He'll be talking about mental health issues facing adolescents. I think that these are very important subjects and something that we all ought to be aware of in thinking about how we strategize to reach the next generation for Christ. If you want to find out more information about a conference and find out how to register, you do need to register ahead of time so that we can reserve you a free lunch as well as free childcare. So give us a call 508-362-7070 or head over to our website at songtime.com. You can also write to us and make a donation. If you believe in the mission of what we're trying to accomplish in teaching the next generation about how to, to, to grow and walk with Christ, consider supporting this ministry through your financial giving. Write to us at Songtime Radio, P.O. Box 100, Barnstable, Massachusetts, 02630, or give us a call. It's 508-362-7070. You can also head over to our website at songtime.com or look us up on social media. But don't forget to tune in again tomorrow as we continue our study with Ted Drip, looking at this challenge to train up a child and to teach them the wisdom and the fear of the Lord. Teenage years are years when kids become distanced from their parents and they spend their 20s and 30s trying to become reacquainted. We don't have to have that happen to us. I think a major problem 
is that parents give up on being a nurturing influence in the lives of teenagers. On behalf of everyone here at Songtime and our late founder, Dr. John DeBrine, who has always encouraged you to grow in grace so that you won't groan in disgrace, we want to thank you for listening. From Cape Cod, I'm Adam Miller with our theme verse for this month's series, Proverbs 22.6, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it.